back to the English League. Let's talk about your team. And uh, yesterday, oh my God, what a day. What a day it was. It was, it was a painful day uh, for you boys. Um, the boys here are, are Fulham supporters for anyone watching. Um, as, as I'm Arsenal. It was a painful day for me as well, <laughs> to be <laughs> quite frank. Oh, dear, if you support any team in London, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, even, even Spurs had a bad day. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't great. But, you know, we've talked extensively offline. But here we are, Fulham, 31 games played. Three points now behind Newcastle, who are your, your realistic teams. At one point in the game, you're 1-0 up. You were above Newcastle. And then the game kind of crumbled after that. So, tough to swallow. But what, what, what's your thoughts, first of all? Let's go to you, Varto, first. What's your thoughts, first of all, on the game and what you saw? Look, we've, we've seen this so often. You can write the script. It's so predictable. Um, we rarely do things that are um, unusual, that are um, out of our... Uh, expectations you know we we got what we expected uh, at no point did I think we bossed that game uh, I know that uh, the, the guys on the TV made the case for um, us being the, the better team in the first half just there wasn't much in it but you know I, I, I measure that up against the fact that I don't think Villa were any great shakes they, they'd be the first to admit they're coming off a terrible run really for them um, neither team could score goals and um, as Carlos pointed out to me yesterday, but was plain to see, there's a team that couldn't score in whatever it was the last however many games, scored three in nine minutes from mm. open play, from, you know, not because we had a man sent off or anyone was injured or we were um, wronged in any way. Three fairly straightforward, simple goals from open play. Um, and they were, we, we weren't blown away the same way that we were against Leeds. Yeah, the result was the same blasted thing. Another three goals conceded against what was previously a fairly squeaky um, tight defence. Yeah. Um, but when they when they collapse, they have a damn good collapse. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and they've been doing it this season so often. Um, in, in some ways, the Newcastle situation, OK, people would look at their result and say, oh, well, they got a point and it's, um, it could make all the difference. Um, but do you know what? I don't think it actually changed a great deal. We were in the position we were in uh, we're still one one win uh, away from topping Newcastle. We were yesterday and we are now, even though we had a reverse yep. and they gained the point. Um, fact is, if we've got a slightly better goal difference and, OK, listen, that could be blown away. We still got Chelsea, Arsenal and um, who else was it? Was it uh, Man Manchester United, yes. So uh, that five or, or uh, yeah, five or so goal advantage we have, yep could just get blown away in one, if not all of those three games. So um, at the moment, it's an advantage and not much has changed. I'd still love it to go to that last game that is against Newcastle, naturally. Um, that's in my mind's eyes, my little uh, dream wish is, yeah, let's take it to the last game. Uh, and then anything can happen. Yeah, no, and just, yeah, it's three now, three goals, unfortunately. Um, but you are still very much in control of the situation if you win your game. Um, but again, you have to look at the fact that uh, they, you've got, you played an extra game. Uh, Carlos, your thoughts? I know you were quite vocal yesterday. Well, I, I, I don't think it is in our hands because we've got that extra game played. We have to hope that Newcastle stumble and keep stumbling. Also, you cannot be very hopeful 
of getting points and winning matches when you've scored 24 goals in 31 matches. You see, a team that does that should be relegated. At the same time, I should say that, incredibly enough, uh, Burnley have scored 24 goals as well. And they've, in fact, conceded more than us. They've got 40 goals against. But they seem to know how to um, get those one nils that give them the points. Now, the surprising thing about us is that there was a period in January, I think, mainly, when our defence looked very tight. It looked like they could see us through. All we would need was to score one goal, which that's all we can get in any game, if that. Uh, and that could be enough to get us the points. But for the last few matches, the defences looked wobbly again. Mm. Uh, Tosin Adrabayo has made terrible mistakes. I mean, at 1-1... He gave the ball away for the 2-1 to Villa. In defence, he was last man and he gave the ball away. So if you're not scoring and if your defence is making mistakes, then what hope is there? What I would say as well is that even though the maths tell you that um, we gave it away in the last 10 minutes because we were 1-0 up until that time, if you look at the game closely, our marking was never good. And we were giving them free shots inside the penalty area, even before then, even in the first half. I mean, Vartan sent me a message at one point saying, how, how could, uh, I can't remember who it was, how could he have headed that one totally unmarked in the penalty area? And that was in the first half. So the signs were there. So to be honest, if we were 1-0 up at, uh, one point, a very late point in the match. Um, it was uh, it was a lucky thing that we had got to that point, still in the lead, because we had done our best uh, to give Villa a couple of goals before they ever scored. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, so I, I understand your situation, but there's a few things which I'd say are positive. Mitrovic is back and he's scoring which he hasn't been given an opportunity. I appreciate that. And he's, you know, been off the ball and been inconsistent. But to see him score and see him feeling and looking much better um, is, is, is a positive because, as you said, you know, you've, you've got a few people, random people scoring once in a while. But if you know that Mitrovic is uh, going to score some goals, and he should in the last few games, that's good. The other thing, the other positive as well, international break is off. You know, I think the international break can affect well, every team, really. But I think now there's a nice run now where Parker can continue to do the work he needs to do without all these little breaks, unless there's injuries. So I think there's still an opportunity. Yes, you're right that you played an extra game more than Newcastle. Um, but I, I would say still that there's still an opportunity, hopefully, to go to the last game. One thing I would say, though, as well, and I, I like your thoughts as Barton, is since the, the the Tottenham game, I think, really, where you it was unjustly gone against you, um, the defences looked shaky. Now, what, what could be the reason? Why has this happened? Surely these are the same players at the back. I don't, I don't understand what's happened. <clears throat> well, no, nor do I. Nor does Parker, I should think, because... Um... 
you know, from the first half dozen games in the season, we'd resigned ourselves to to being blown away completely and being embarrassed. And at uh, one stage, not uh, wondering if we'd even managed the magic 11 points. Uh, so famously, everyone tries to avoid, you know, to go down with a, a record low. Um, obviously, that was addressed. And it took a while for these, uh, the four that we regularly play at the back to, 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 to melt together. And as Carlos said, uh, around Christmas time, January, and a bit after that, we—I was so impressed. I was—I've said it. I said it then as well. I was—I was enjoying watching us as much as one can uh, enjoy watching Fulham. Uh, I'm not exactly free goal scoring uh, Fulham, but I did enjoy it, and I enjoyed um, the fact that we were keeping uh, keeping goals out and. You know, we never got battered. We just didn't get battered. It was wonderful. Um, so what's happened? I think that I, th I think there's fear, um, not so much from Anderson, um, but um, one or two of the others. Uh, they dwell on the ball. They seem to dwell on the ball in the area, in danger areas for too long. Um, I don't know if they're being, well, they must be being asked to do this, you know, like so many managers are doing, play it from the back, goalkeeper just underarms it to one of these. We've all suffered from this, you know, all, all of, and, and we all shake our heads and think, what are you doing? Why? Yeah, what is the point of this manoeuvre? And, um, and you, you know, even the greatest teams get caught out every now and again. But of course, they can put that right by scoring at the other end, more often than not. We can't do that. We don't do that. Um, so I think that sometimes confidence is fragile and the way they're being asked to play is, in, and let's face it, I'm no coach, uh, but isn't suitable for these circumstances, um, certainly against some of the teams we're playing. It's also come to that crunch time when we've got to stop messing about and just trying to keep in a game until until near the end and then to try and do something positive. We've, I think that time is coming for a bit more direct, a bit more positive uh, football from from Fulham because they're running out of chances. Yeah, I know. any thoughts, Carlos? Because we talked we talked about this again that West Brom and Sheffield United are playing better football than you, and they are going down. And you and Newcastle are the teams fighting for that last place, but you're both struggling really to to close the gap. And when it comes to goals, you're very leaky. Not not that it's solely your problem, it's a lot of people's problems, to be honest, this season. Um, I, I wouldn't say that West Brom and Sheffield United are playing better football than us. I think we've played the type of football that is beyond Sheffield United and West Brom at certain points. West Brom were very good at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea. Um, they, they, they did play good football um but they haven't been producing that type of game um consistently uh if at all um but against chelsea they went for it maybe now they will uh yeah. true that um chelsea were down to 10 men as well we've got to take that into consideration yeah um but the trouble with fulham isn't the level of football that we uh, can reach it's been able to reach it consistently enough uh, because in certain games, we look really good. We look like a halfway table team or even top half team. But on occasions, we make such childish errors. Uh, like yesterday, Adirabaya, when he gave the ball away. Funnily enough, and I agree with Vartan um, when he mentions the playing the ball out from the back, but our 
failings do not come from that. They come from ball watching. For instance, the third goal yesterday that just went across the goal. Watkins arrived at the far post and just put it in. By the way, Watkins hadn't scored in, I don't know how long, of course. Mm. He had to break his duck against Fulham. And um, just general errors, uh, bad positional mistakes that they are making that was not typical of Fulham a month ago, two months ago, three months ago. But it's happening for some reason. I don't know if the pressure is getting to players or what. Um, and then you 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 do get individual mistakes. Adrabayo also did what he did yesterday. He did against Manchester City, you see. So he seems to be wobbling a bit. I don't know if it's, again, nerves or what. In hindsight, you know, hindsight is a great thing. But when we were 1-0 up, yesterday with 10 minutes to go it would have been a good idea to revert back to our three-man defense three center halves putting Aina who was playing left back as the third center back and bringing on Robinson at left wing back and putting Bobby de Cordoba Reed in the right wing back position that he played in several times this season so wouldn't have taken a great adjustment but you would have just strengthened the back and said, all we have to do now is hold out for 10 minutes and we've got three points. But as I say, hindsight is a great thing. You know, it's easy to say now with 10 minutes to go, maybe uh, Parker thought the team could, uh, uh, could resist because as I said, uh, even though they were giving a few chances away, you're only uh, 10 minutes from a win. So maybe uh, or, or, or he just didn't think of that, perhaps. I mean, who knows? Who knows what goes on in a, in a coach's mind during a game? And the pressure sometimes gets to the managers as well. So very often they can't think clearly. Mm. So, so who knows? But uh, as I said, it would have been a good idea to have done that and maybe tried to see the game out in that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're a coach. A coach on a win and run. Even <laughs> in friendlies. <laughs> So you're a man of authority who knows what you're talking about. So well, surely I appreciate the pressure that the coaches are under, but you yourself have been under many pressures playing against various levels of teams. Well, surely your assistants or people around you are in your ear. I mean, I see it on the TV all the time. Are people talking to you? Are people helping? Because I agree with you. I think you, if you're one nil up, you've got to be cynical. And you say, right, we're parking the bus. Doesn't matter what happens. We're playing a team probably just maybe a little bit above our level, but around our level. You know, Aston Villa having a good season, but overall they've they've dipped and they've they're not they're not any more than a mid-table team. So with all due respect, but surely you just part the bus. I mean, is is that does the assistance up? I mean, tell tell the, the viewers what you think. I'm not a, a coach that likes to do that, but there are situations which require. I think, being very cautious. Um, and I think yesterday was a clear case of needing to see out the game. Ten minutes, all you have to do is hold out for ten minutes. So I would not have criticised Parker. In fact, I would have been happy to have seen uh, Loftus-Cheek, for instance, go off and a defender coming on. And as I said... He could have reverted to the 
three central defender system that he employed earlier in the season because it worked. I only say that because they're familiar with it and it worked. I don't tend to go for that because of one experience I had when I did that and uh, and the opponents equalized in the last few minutes because um, it meant that losing, I can't remember what substitution I made, but we be, we came under more pressure because we had more players at the back. So more of the game was being played around our penalty area. So what I tend to do in those situations now, rather than put an extra central defender, I put an extra defensive midfielder right to stop the opponents further up the field you see but whatever i just said that parker perhaps could have used that system because it was working they're familiar with it and it was working well something i think should have changed there's no um nothing wrong with changing the system halfway through the game or not even halfway through when there's a few minutes to go i think teams have to be flexible and they have to be able to adapt to situations. Don't just start one way and finish that way and hope that it goes well. Mm. Yeah, and we know Parker's a young guy, and I'm sure I'm very flexible, I'm pretty sure. So I'm sure in the next games that he'll, uh, he'll look at the video and obviously with the team and, and make some decisions. But By the way, it, I think he's doing a brilliant job. He is. Because oh. let's face it, the squad that was given to him by our genius of a director of football um was not the best was it no to be honest it was not premier league standard he has been given a squad that is not premier league standard yeah and i agree i think the the thing as well that one small thing i'd say about situations that obviously if you go down um he is one of the people likely to be poached by a team in the lower half of the league as in premier league uh if if he wants to, obviously, um, who sack a manager or whatever. So say, for example, Coventry come up or something, and they get rid of their manager. He's one of the people who's, who's a bright star. So it'd be hard to hold on to him. But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully he stay up. Um, so final question, boys. So 24 points on the table for you. Uh, two questions. How many do you think you're going to win, uh, as in points-wise? And um, do you think you're going to stay up? I know I ask that question every week. So Vartan, to you first. 24 <laughs> points. Well, given that of our remaining um, games, uh, is it eight games? Seven. Uh, is it seven now? Um, 21, points before, yeah, 21 points too. Sorry, 21 points. Yeah, 21 apologies. points. Yeah. Of which, you know, if we got seven, I would be surprised and of course seven isn't going to be enough now of course seven's enough if we got those seven and newcastle only got three that would be enough um we may only need three more newcastle might not get another point but of course that's unlikely um so it's just a straight shootout between us and them still um our fixtures look shocking i mean uh, between arsenal chelsea and manchester united i actually think just by law of averages, we'll get one point. One point out of those three. That's a Brucey bonus point. Um, I don't know why I think that. I've, it's not based on any evidence, of course, but it's just because that's how football works. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me um, if we got a point out of that lot, which then leaves us with 
Uh, Burnley, you've got at home. Four games, yeah. And you've got Southampton away. Your next game is at home against Wolves. Yeah, and then Newcastle at home. Newcastle's a lot. Each one of those is winnable in the same way that Villa was, in the same way that uh, Leeds was. They're all winnable, but we never do. (laughs) So um, I've also seen seasons turn around completely in the last half dozen games. Something happens to uh, people's mentality. I mean, we say about West Brom, West Brom can't seriously be looking up uh, above them and thinking, do you know what, we can still do this, lads. I can't believe that that's the case because I'm looking up and I can't believe we're going to do it and they're six behind us. So I don't believe they're going to do it. I don't know if they believe they're going to do it, but they must must be relaxing a bit more possibly. It's, you know, um, it's the fact that we can do it. Uh, that, that is messing us our heads up, I reckon. <laughs> if if we were completely without hope, eh, they'll just chill. I know that's a that's quite a cliche way of thinking, but it's true. So I I suspect I suspect seven more points. If it will be okay. enough or not, I don't know. Good, I like that. Seven points. We'll see how we get on. Carlos, what's your thoughts? After we won at Anfield, I thought that we were going to be okay. Because those are three points you don't expect. So I thought that was going to make the difference. But when you then lose at home to Leeds and you go to Villa Park and you lose as well, you get zero points from six in those circumstances. Also looking like um, you're going to struggle to collect anything between now and the end of the season. That makes me very, very pessimistic. I have gone back. My optimism after Anfield lasted a week. Uh, I'm now back uh, to my default uh, mode, which is relegation, uh, which was my thoughts the minute the whistle blew in the playoff final against Brentford. And I think Vartans as well. Mm. Um, so I don't expect anything. Um, yes, we might have. Thankfully, we're playing Wolves on Friday. They're 2-0 down at home right now to West Ham. West Ham are fourth, by the way, right now. Brilliant. <laughs> <They're fourth. laughs> uh, so they could be uh, playing in the Champions League next season. Let's see. Uh, but Wolves look like they are really struggling. If we don't beat Wolves, l- let me put it this way. I think if we don't beat Wolves, then we can wave goodbye to the Premier League because our winnable games are running out. We've lost two of these winnable games, Leeds and Villa. We have to beat Wolves. Otherwise, you're not going to beat Man U at Old Trafford. You're not going to beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. You're not going to beat Arsenal at the Emirates. So um, we have to target Wolves, Newcastle, and what else have we got? Southampton Burnley. away, perhaps Southampton away, Burnley at home. Mm-hmm. Two wins, two draws, perhaps. That would be six, eight points. Will that be enough? I just, when I see Newcastle, they look hungrier and they look more capable of getting points than we do. Okay. All right, so let's go through Newcastle. Just just one thing, just one thing I would say. 
what's the saying extreme measures require no extreme situations require extreme measures or something like that absolutely i would and i would have done this in january i would have promoted jay stansfield the kid from the academy the forward to the first team mm. i would have done that in january wow and by wow. now he would have had several games under his belt this kid scores goals for fun yes in the under 21s in the under 23s in the under 18s but when you've got the goal scoring knack you carry it to all levels it's not something that you do at one level and you stop doing it at a different level uh, it's instinct you see so i would give this kid an opportunity why not why not and what i would do is i would play him alongside mitrovic because he could really benefit from having a, a, a a top class striker such as Mitrovic alongside him. And also Mitrovic could um could teach him things during games and he could also benefit from the kids um enthusiasm, running, and also he's very good finishing. He's probably a better finisher than Mitrovic. Wow. I like that. I like that a lot. Wow. And uh, I'll make sure that people are aware of that. Uh that quote so that's a good one and we'd love to hear your thoughts on that um so let's go through newcastle quickly go through newcastle's fixture so first game they've got which is probably a must win or at least a draw burnley away then they've got west ham at home you've just talked about west ham smashing um uh, uh wolves and uh they're, they're absolute quality uh you know i know against arsenal they were they were flying until they had a, few, a little wobble. Then they've got Liverpool, obviously fighting for fourth. Then they've got Arsenal, obviously fighting to get into Europe. And when we played them last, we obviously smashed them. Then they've got Leicester, fighting for fourth. Then they've got Man City, champions elect. And then they've got Sheffield United, who are going to play with freedom because they're probably relegated. And then they finish with you. So the only games, realistically, realistically, that people, they're probably, even if they're hungry, it's quality, right? That they can really honestly get something out of this Burnley away, which is difficult because Burnley hardly lose at home. And uh, Sheffield at home. So obviously Sheffield obviously come into them. Um, apart from that, it's going to be difficult for them. So I think honestly for them, maybe they might get a draw with the others, but doubtful. Realistically, they're probably only six points, maybe. Maybe, maybe even less than that if they're lucky maybe four points. So you did, uh, obviously, Vartan to about seven points. Um, but, you know, if they only get four points, you know, you never know. So I still think you've got an opportunity um, with those kind of fixtures and, you know, <laughs> uh, painful times. But it's going to be interesting. Final game of the season. Crowds back in. <laughs> in the full event. You've got to be there, Vartan, surely, if you get a ticket, that is. Well, do you know, I, I'm not sure what sort of a crowd there is, but I, I think 4,000 is the figure that's being thought yep. about. I mean, uh, I'm used to 4,000 crowds. And we used to see them <laughs> week in, week out back in the day. Um, but, you know, we used to make a little noise. Was um, it 1,900 against Berry? It was it was under two thousand. Wow. I can't remember. 2000, it was, it was a, yeah, it was a yeah. I think it was a midweek game, at Chester or something. It was the lowest ever crowd for a, for a top for a professional. But that did coincide with consecutive home defeats of five nil and six nil, didn't it? Something ridiculous. Yeah, well, one I've was Chester. I've, I've I've got 
very vague memories and I, I you know you don't want to remember things like that but, um, <laughs> it, it makes it makes the odd european final that you get to more worthwhile when you do recall such events but yeah listen 4000 I, I know that the um the game i watched the, the 2000 crowd we had against liverpool at home uh, was was a wonderful atmosphere from what i could see i didn't attend that one um yeah i'd probably want to put my uh, 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 uh my name in the ballot if that's what it's going to take um, and, and see where we go. But uh, it's, it's, all, it's all so dreadful. I think, I think Newcastle would probably also possibly get seven points out of that lot. So it will need us, uh, leave us needing that little touch more. Um, when they look at our fixtures, they must be uh, rubbing their hands with glee because, you know, they're, they're saying <laughs> Arsenal, uh, Manchester United and Chelsea still to come. Um, I know they've got some tough ones too, but uh, I, I think they, they think they just have the edge at the moment and they're probably right. Yeah, and just a small thing on the Arsenal one as well is that if you if Arsenal are still in Europa League, well, we know what kind of team they're going to put. They're going to roll out the red carpet for you. Oh, <laughs> just like they did yesterday. Yeah. Um, we, we, we can't, Arsenal cannot play um, a, a league game before Europe, Europe, well, Europa League, and, oh, and yeah. take it seriously yeah. because yesterday was 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 extremely woeful and, and an absolute <laughs> shocker. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I, I wish you all the best. Any final thoughts, Carlos? Well, Newcastle will beat Sheffield United. I have no doubt whatsoever. So that means that we have to make up six points instead of three, and surely they will get something from the others be it one more win or one draw or something. And that for me is it. We would have to make up either seven or nine points. Um, and I can't see us getting uh, enough points to make up that difference. Okay. Michael, we'll see. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat at the end, at the end of the season. It's only a few months, well, a couple of months, this month and next month, and it'll be over before you know it. 